got so little time But I feel like you knew me I keep my mouth shut but Think they'll see right through me As it's all been one big loss Hell, it's all because of us If only they knew me The way that you knew me Well, it all has been left up to us No borders, no distance, just trust Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Dog's Best Friend. I am your host Beej and I hope that everyone has had an amazing week with their pooch or their uh, family dogs or their friends dogs or whatever. I mean you're listening to this because you like dogs as much as I do. Actually I don't know if anyone really likes dogs as much as I do. Yeah a lot of people do let's be honest. Dogs are much better than humans. Um, but that's okay because humans are pretty good and dogs are so much better. Don't know why I'm rambling on about that. Look, I have another, it's not a huge long episode, but I've had, uh, you know when you say, hey, I've never seen that colour car before, and then all of the sudden you get like a thousand cars that colour. Um, I recently, uh, about six months ago now, trained a Uh, deaf and blind Great Dane and recently I've had an influx of deaf dogs people coming up and saying hey Beach, I I, you know I love the idea of reward marker and clicker and all that sort of stuff so you ask the dog to do something or the dog does something you really like so you say your word or you make that sound and then you you tell the dog that it's done the right thing by associating that sound with a nice treat or something like chicken or or something really awesome but my dog's deaf I can't do this form of training and it's like okay so when this uh, deaf and blind Great Dane came into my care I had to rejigger how I how I deal with things so this episode is for people who either want to know whether you've been around whether it's a family dog whether it's your dog uh, a dog who is deaf, and um, so if that dog has some, you know, anxiety issues, uh, obviously being deaf would would be a bit hard on anyone, let alone a creature who doesn't understand the way the human world works. But we want this creature to uh, exist in the human world calmly and happily. But not only do they not know what's going on, but they can't hear us. It's got to be really frustrating. Uh, And so a lot of these dogs can uh, become quite reactive to uh, different... uh, What's the way of putting it? Like, think of Daredevil from the comic books. The air pressure in the room. Like, a dog is very tuned in to smells... um, uh, things and sights and things like that. So, you know, someone walking into a room and opening a door and the curtain on the other side of the room flickers could be causing anxiety in your dog. And it could be, you know, a reactive or a, a passive or even a shutdown form of anxiety. So if you do have a deaf dog, the question I get a lot is, like I said earlier, how do I teach my dog to be calm and relaxed when I can't use the word or the sound to teach my dog to be calm and relaxed? So what we need to do is think about it a little bit differently. So the outcome we want is still the same. So super young, like let's use chicken for example. 
So super yummy chicken is the ultimate feel good for said dog. But you want that dog to know at the time that something has happened, so we'll use the, the door opening and the curtain flicker, so the dog notices the curtain flicker, bang, instantly in tuned into that. So it wants to either, you know, submit, check out, see what's going on. The dog's no longer calm or relaxed. It's up and about. It could even be reacting towards um, the curtain. So the second that door opens, we want that dog to be feeling good which is where we would normally be going click or K or tick or whatever our reward marker is, whether we're using a click or a word, or I actually trained someone a couple of months ago who used out of their mouth. Really awkward in the middle of a conversation to be just talking and doing that if your dog has done the right thing. In the middle of conversations, I generally use my clicker, um, but I have been known to be mid-conversation K and still talk when the dog has done the right thing. And I don't have the clicker in my hand because as we know, the reward marker needs to happen the second our dog does something we love or like. Back to our deaf dog. So same as our reward marker, we need to um, teach the dog that the food is awesome. How are we going to get the food to the dog? We did this with touch. So we picked a spot on the dog that we would do a double tap. So imagine, say, like two fingers below your ear and just tap your ear as if you're if you've if you've ever used the uh, apple airpods if you're turning off the airpods or pausing it or making a call or answering a call you do the double tap on them so doing that just below your ear is what i'm talking about so you associate that to the dog so i picked the spot on this great dane because the great dane was so massive it was really easy to get and we did the just below the ear on the neck double tap on the right hand side of the dog It's very important to keep it in the same spot every time so the dog knows that that is the association that we want with the food, that that is what feels good. So same as the sound, as soon as the mouth closes around that awesome yummy bit of chicken, double tap on your dog. I don't know if you can hear that, I'm trying to tap the microphone. Double tap on the dog, on its ear, Uh, or below its ear, sorry. And then step and repeat, step and repeat, step and repeat. Then what we want to do, similar to how we work it with the sound, so once the dog, we think the dog knows it, we don't feed, and then the dog's just sitting there not paying attention, and you go, okay. And then when the dog looks at you, you know that it's worked. So stand behind the dog, pardon me, double tap on the ear. The dog should turn its head towards you because it's felt that double tap, it's associated it with yummy, yummy chicken every time, and now the yummy, yummy chicken's not there, so it's looking at you, the great, awesome, giver of all things, human vending machine, where's my yummy, yummy chicken? So of course, what are we gonna do? Give the dog the yummy, yummy chicken. So, now the dog knows our reward tap, if you will, so double tapping the dog on that spot. Now, you can pick any spot on your dog. The only reason I chose that for the Great Dane is because we looked forward into this method to see what we would do down the track for obedience. So once we got that in place, we could then work on obedience. So there was one tap on the butt meant to sit, two taps on the butt meant to stand, uh, so on and so forth. When you're, If you're going to go through and do obedience with the double taps with your deaf dog, write a list as you go with the taps and where you're tapping and how many taps you're doing because it can get quite confusing. One tap means one thing, just like one word means one thing with a dog. So it's essentially sign language for dogs. And what you can do later on, you can associate the double tap with a thumbs up. 
So you then get the visual of the thumbs up. So double tap at the same time with your thumb up and then give the food. Double tap at the same time with the thumb up, then give the food. Double tap at the same time with the thumb up, then give the food. Step and repeat, step and repeat, step and repeat. This will enable you to be able to reward mark your dog from across the room as long as you're within that um, 180 visual distance. The dog will see you move because it is more in tune to things that are moving if it is deaf. You will, the dog will see you move, so you can give it the thumbs up or you know the rock on or whatever you want to choose as your visual good work, you've done the right thing. So if your dog is over by a fence and something has got it worried, you can give it a thumbs up or a rock on and then you can go up and give it the food because it knows that everything's okay. So you don't always have to be next to your dog when making it feel calm and relaxed, just within eyesight. And if it's out of the room and you know it's barking or whatever, you're not really. You're going to have to go to the room. You you have a special, special, special needs dog. You need to be able to see it to make it feel good. It probably needs to see you, so it feels good. So I'll leave that little section there open for questions. So basically, it's very similar to the word association, but like I said, we're associating a double tap, and then once our double taps in place, the thumbs up, the horns up, whatever you want to do. I really love the horns up. Actually, I'm going to use that on the next deaf dog I get along. Uh, I've always done the thumbs up with them, but I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling that. Um, so horns up, uh, Spider-Man, whatever you want to do. Ridgy Ditch. Uh, then from there, we can find out what what is bothering our dog. So if it's another dog, for example. So if your dog's starting to get a bit of maybe resource guarding, and I know there's a guy out there who I'm um, trying to cook up a time with um, to work with it. I'm talking to you, Mark. Uh, I'm calling you out right now. Um, so he's got the deaf dog who, from what I can gather in our short little conversations we've been having, is that it is resource guarding his attention, which can get quite dangerous down the track, especially in a multi-dog household. Now, if you're going to use your reward markers on your dogs uh, in a multi-dog household, they all need to have a different sounded reward marker. So if you've got the deaf dog, thumbs up, tap, tap, whatever, and then your dogs, if you have other dogs, a tick, a pop, whatever, just don't do a tick and a flick because they sound too similar. So um, go back and listen to episodes on conditioning reward markers to learn that. I'm not going to get right into that again. I might do a refresher in a few episodes, but for now, we'll just leave it at that. Go back and listen. That's the beauty about this stuff. It's all online. Um, So when the dog notices the other dog or something taking your attention and it's becoming reactive towards that, that is the point where we want the dog to feel calm. So as, say, a dog would approach the other dog or yourself and the dog is about to become uh, alert, you will notice its ears will prick up, its body might stiffen or whatever. Double tap, feed it that chicken. So you've noticed something's different in this room, pup. Feel good about that something different in this room. Now, I'm not saying just keep doing it and then the dog's in the face. No. So step by step. So dog enters the room, double tap, feed that deaf dog. Dog comes closer. So so, so soon as the dog starts paying attention to anything around, double tap and feed. Last episode, I spoke about uh, life training. Ideally, what you would like to do before bombarding it with other dogs running into its face, uh, be it family dogs or non-family dogs or anything like that that could be stealing your attention 
do the life training that I mentioned in last episode, but obviously take away the clicker and the and the sound for the double tap. So go to a supermarket, to outside the bottle shop, anywhere you want to be where there's going to be lots of foot traffic with people, dogs, cars, whatever. Um, so anytime that dog is alert, double tap, feed, double tap, feed, thumbs up, feed, thumbs up, double tap, thumbs up, double tap, feed. Sounds like a song, doesn't it? Double tap, thumbs up, double tap, thumbs up, double tap, thumbs up, devil horns. Uh, and feed that dog constantly. Every time you double tap, food must appear. Every time you thumbs up, food must appear. Super duper yummy high-end food in public and high distraction areas. Also the same at home with dogs. If by chance your dog is also resource guarding food, I just want you to bring into place another tap on the other side, tap, tap, and then a body rub. Feel good. This is okay. Then stand in front of the other dogs, tap in the same spot, and feed. You do not want to be putting food in between two dogs when one of them dogs is resource guarding food. It is a recipe for disaster. I'm sure you know that already, people. Um, Never put food between two dogs unless, of course, you know these dogs extremely well and you know that they do not resource guard food. Uh, In saying that, always just be wary just in case because, you know, hands are pretty handy. You don't want to lose them. Um, So that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about is the deaf dog and the conditioning of the reward marker. So then we can then use that reward tap to teach our dog to become calm and relaxed in all different environments, including when another dog is trying to get your attention. So you could be patting another dog on one side and double tapping the dog on the other and then reaching for your food and feeding that dog. Down the track, we can talk about how to take that food out of the equation by giving that other tap on the other side and the good boy taps, um, and then changing from a thumbs up to a rock on as the good boy, or from a rock on to a thumbs up as the good boy, good girl, whatever, and then moving from there. But at the moment, if you are new to this and you have a deaf dog, that is all I'm wanting you to do right now. Do not push your dog too far. Do not do the human thing and go, oh, my dog did great at that for a day, so I'm gonna go you know, throw it in a pit full of snakes now because it's super calm. Don't do it to your dogs. Let them have time to learn it and slowly step them up to that pit full of snakes. I might throw Stixie in a pit full of snakes just to see what he does. I think he'd be ready for it. Um, So if I have any questions on the deaf dog double taps, thumbs up, any forms of things that I may have slipped by because I I have done it before and you have not and I might have just glossed over it because in my mind, who is constantly dealing with dogs... I find it um, common knowledge. I think that everyone should know it, but it turns out not everyone does, um, which is what I often find out when I ask people, how should you approach a dog? And they say, oh, put your hand in its face to sniff it. No, not safe. How would you like it if I just walked up to you and put my fist in your face? I'm sure you would probably be intimidated if I did it to you because I'm not exactly a nice looking person. As friendly as I am, I know that I look mean and angry. Um, But... Don't put your foot, uh, face in front of a dog, a hand in front of a dog's face. Just go stand on the side, crouch down. If they're a smaller dog, do not crouch over. 
lean over, sorry, crouch down next to the dog and see if the dog wants to say hi to you. I don't want to say hi to everyone in the street. Maybe the dog doesn't either, which is fine. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or the person the dog is not saying hi to is a bad person. It just means they're a little bit unsure or flat out can't be bothered, which is okay. So on that note, guys, I'm going to leave it there. If there is any questions at all, please hit me up at... um, the Twitter page or send me an email via the links that I will leave at the bottom for the footnotes of the show. And um, yeah, I hope you all have a beautiful week and I will see you all next week where we will talk about another form of training that I will be working on. And in the coming weeks, I've got a um, friend of mine whose dog uh, is a little bit reactive towards new things, a bit of um, neophobic. And she is really concerned about having a new baby. So we are going to be putting this into place and working with her dog to make sure that dog stays calm and relaxed during pregnancy and once baby arrives because safety for everyone and also the puppy. So um, yeah, that's going to be really fun and it's going to be a lot of, um, lot of hard work on all of our behalfs, but we are going to do it and we are going to get this puppy back to feeling great about life and around these new things. It's going to be a long, hard road, but we're going to get there and it's going to be fun to document it. So you guys hit me up with any questions you have at all and I look forward forward to hearing them um, and look forward to if you have that deaf dog please talk to me and we'll we'll um, do some over the skypes or if you're local we'll catch up and we'll we'll talk about it and we'll get to it in a bit more detail i have been beach i hope you have a fantastic week bye for now